Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Begam, we're at the top of page Nun, four lines from the top in the middle of the line. Begam, there's also another way of contemplation of godliness um, which focuses on the level of the godly energy and light which enclose into the lower worlds. Uh, but still, even though he's contemplating about this godly energy which is, relates to him, it's a lower level which enclose in the worlds, but it doesn't feel, he doesn't feel it. He doesn't sense this energy. Um, because the coarseness and the physicality of the world conceals and hides the godly energy from him, so it doesn't allow him to feel it. <coughs> it conceals the godly energy that he's contemplating about, and to the extent that he cannot feel, uh, even though he's contemplating it, it doesn't produce a feeling and can't sense that godly energy, that he should be able to come and produce a feeling of wanting to cleave to that godly energy. So it's a different type of contemplation which doesn't produce that feeling and want to come close because the physicality is too strong. And that which is felt by him and sensed by him more is the physicality of the world. And he doesn't feel the godly, the godly light and energy. And all the more so that he doesn't feel and sense the, the preciousness and the superior quality of godliness like we said before about the body, uh, the soul and the body, the soul superior, superior quality, which you can see from the fact that it gives you the ability to think and feel and have these high senses of sight and, he- and hearing, the superior quality of godliness, which gives the whole existence all these amazing things, uh, the ability to move, the ability to grow. To grow. Uh, rather, that just in a more general way, this idea that there is a godly energy, a godly light within every physical thing, even though he really understands it and knows it well in his uh, in his comprehension, but still it's not felt. He doesn't. The, the physicality is too strong and takes up too much place by him and conceals, and therefore it's not felt by him, even though he co- contemplates this idea. He doesn't produce a feeling to be excited about this and to have a love to produce a love and a connection, of a desire to become connected to godliness. And that produces, that type of contemplation, which doesn't, which he doesn't, where, where he doesn't feel the godly energy within the world, that produces a love and a desire for Hashem, which is expressed through a feeling of, of bitterness, and a thirst, that there should shine to him the godly energy, because he doesn't feel it, so therefore, even though he knows it's there, he knows it really well, but he can't feel it because the physicality is too strong, and he, he's not sensitive enough to that, to, because he's so because he's so coarse in his body and the physical physicality of the world, so it produces by him a thirst and a bitterness, why don't, why don't I feel it, and I want to feel it, 
just like a person who's sick or he's very weak, and he has a very very strong desire. Uh, that his the light of his soul should shine within him in a revealed way and it should be felt in him like we said before similarly this person that can't feel the God the energy in the world even no matter how much he contemplates it and thinks about it he has the desire a strong desire with a thirst a strong thirst that the God the energy that he's thinking about should shine to him and revealed to the extent that it should be felt within his soul the reason for his lack of sensitivity and feeling here, despite his um, great contemplation and focus on this, you know, the, the godly energy which enlivens the worlds, even though <coughs> the reason he can't feel the godliness is because the world conceals and hides uh, for this person, it hides the godliness in the world. The physicality takes up too much space in his life, he's too focused on it, and therefore it hides. It hides uh, the godliness within him, within the world uh, for this specific person. Actually, this is actually because of his coarseness. Not just because the, the, the physicality and the coarseness of the world actually covers over the godliness. It's actually really in truth because, like I was just saying, because this specific person is very coarse and very, um, very physical. And therefore he's desensitized himself to the ability to to sense to feel the godliness within the world, this very fact that the world um, covers God the godliness within it, that's uh, really because of his own coarseness and his own grubkite, his 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 over involvement in physicality, which has made him coarse and desensitized. That's why the physicality of the world really conceals from him so much that even though he contemplates in the godly energy within it, he's still not able to be aroused with the love and a desire to connect to that godliness in the world is really because, not because of the physicality of the world itself, which really every person has the ability to overcome that and to see through it through a proper contemplation. But because this person is too um, over-involved and focused on physicality, therefore he's desensitized himself and, and therefore the physical world takes up too much space and therefore it conceals the godly energy within it. So, who to explain this even more, it's known that before the sin of the tree of knowledge, when Adam ate from the sin, the the fruit from the tree from the tree of knowledge of good and bad, the world, the physical world, was a lot more refined, and it was a lot more refined, and not as thick, not as intensely physical. And it did not, the physicality did not conceal and hide so much in the godly energy within the physicality. Even though it's possible, it's possible that, that at that time still it wasn't recognizable within the physical world, its nullification to godliness, to its godly energy, like it actually is recognizable with the heavenly hosts and the planets, and the angels, that with, uh, within the, the hosts of the heavens, their, self, their nullification to godliness and to their godly energy, which enlivens them, is, is very revealed. Even in the lower levels of these heavenly hosts, which refers to like in the, the planets. Like we said before, in the previous mimer, the title Tiku, even the planets, when they, when they uh, orbit, um, to the to the um, to the west, 
it says in the Gemara that the Shechina is found in the West, and that natural orbit that they go towards the West is actually, the Gemara says, really against their nature. And the fact that they do go to the West is because they're bowing to the Shechina, to Hashem's Divine Presence. And that is a uh, showing us in their natural nullification to Hashem. So, before the sin of the Tree of, no- of Good and Knowledge, the, the Good and Evil the physical world was a lot more refined and it didn't conceal so much ungodliness. And even though it's possible that even then the, the natural uh, un, uh, nullification of the world to its godly energy was not revealed like it is in the heavenly host, even in the lower levels of the heavenly host, the planets. Nevertheless, it wasn't, the physicality didn't hide and conceal the godliness within it. And it was very clean, it was clearly seen and revealed within the world that there was a godly life and a godly energy within it. Even though you didn't see the nullification of the world to that energy, but you saw that there was a godly energy within that, within the physicality. And through this sin of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the general world descended and became more physical. In course, to the extent that it hides and it conceals in the godly light and energy within the within the physical world, and just like it was in the general world, that it became more 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 coarse, and the world became more physical. Similarly, this applies with every single person. A person that is a lot more refined, and not as thick and coarse. Through whatever is through his nature or through his overuse of physica- physical physicality and is just overindulgence in the physicality, a person that's more refined and he's not so uh, indulged in the physical and focused on the physical world, the world does not conceal for him so much and the godly energy within it. The only reason the world can truly conceal so much from the person that he can't see the godly energy within it and not be excited by the fact that he realizes that there's godly energy in the world, the only reason is um, it's only because of his own coarseness and the coarseness of his body and his and his animal soul within him. Um, that, and whereas a person that was not so coarse, not so didn't allow his animal soul to, to indulge so much of physicality, he would be able to become excited about the godly energy within the world through a proper contemplation. And therefore, through this arousal of this of this desire to run away from the physical world and connect to godliness, with a, in, with a great thirst. Um, to to come close to Hashem. Nasa Heskin Mukhozak Bhanafsha Lazi Vlaniach in Yoni Magashim Khurumim. So for such a person uh this arousal of this intense desire to run away from the world and to because he's thirsting for he's thirsting for godliness. Because like you said, this person that even though he contemplates the worlds and he contemplates the godly energy within the worlds he doesn't feel the energy, he doesn't feel that godliness within the world because of the physicality, he takes up too much space by him and because of his own coarseness. And that person, um, what happens to him, even though he doesn't feel the godliness to, to enough to become excited with it, to become excited about it, and to have, arouse a desire to cleave to the godliness within the world, uh, it brings about with him a like we said before. He he says he he realizes I can't feel the godliness and it's it, it bothers him and therefore he's very bitter in the fact that he can't sense the godly energy within the world because of his own physical coarseness 
and therefore he has a thirst that there, this energy should be revealed to him. Like we said, the example of a person who's sick and he wants his, his soul to come back to him, so he wants to be enlivened again, and that he should feel the energy of his soul. So too, this person who doesn't feel the godly energy within the world, even though he contemplates it, he's aroused with a great thirst that, he, um, that the godly energy should be shined to him and should be filled in his soul. And that's what we're coming back to here, that through this arousal that a person experiences, the, the person that cannot, that because of his too much his physical uh, indulgence cannot really experience the godly energy within the world, through that arousal of that desire to come out of the physicality with a thirst and a bitterness that he he's, he he is disconnected and he is desensitized. It's brought about within that person a a very strong decision within himself to leave and to to leave uh, to totally go away from his physical and coarse things that he's involved in and not to become totally overindulged in these things. He wants to totally leave them aside. Not to become totally dirtied by them and, and totally indulge in them. And instead to give himself over to godly matters like, for example, the learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. So that is what happens to this uh, search for person that the, the coarseness of his body doesn't allow him to feel the godly energy within the world. Nevertheless, it arouses within him a thirst and a bitterness to leave the world and to connect himself and to give himself totally over to, to godly things, which is meaning Torah and Mitzvah. And that is through that, that he's giving himself over to godly things and to fulfilling Torah and Mitzvah, then the godly energy within the world will shine to him and will be felt in his soul and sensed in his soul. Now, we return back to what we were saying before, this, all this we were just explaining until now, and the contemplation of the the godliness, that Hashem is really your life, and therefore you desire to cleave to the true life, which is the godly energy within everything, and not to the physicality, not to the pleasure, that the physical pleasure within everything, that's all the the love which, for Hashem which is aroused because of the feeling of closeness to the godly energy, which is only, which is only relevant to the um, contracted, diminished godly energy which enclosed within the world in an internal way, that's the level where you feel close to Hashem. Um, meaning the level of godliness which enclosed within the world in an internal way. Which, if it's enclosing in the world, the, the finite worlds, there must be also a finite level of godliness which we can relate to and feel close to. And therefore, this is also only a more external love. Because it's relating to the external levels, more contracted, diminished levels of godliness, and therefore it also only relates to more external outer layers of your soul, not to your core of your, the core and the depth of the essence of your love for Hashem. However, the more internal, deeper love of the soul to Hashem, who actually comes from the feeling of, of distance from Hashem. Whereas before, just talking about the feeling of closeness that a person has to the godly energy within clothes within the worlds. Um, but the deeper, more internal love, which stems from a deeper part of your soul, a more essential part of your soul, that's from the uh, that's from a feeling of distance from Hashem. Meaning, so how do you produce, generate this feeling of distance from Hashem when a person contemplates that the, the godly light and energy 
which is within the world. It's only an external light, an external ray of God, which has no relation whatsoever to essence, the essence of Hashem. And the and the on opposite of that, the essence of Hashem, the essence of Hashem, which is totally infinite and totally removed from the worlds, is totally holy and removed from the worlds. And is not and it does not come in the world in an internal and clothing way at all. Does not become enmeshed in an internal way in the world. Like we say, that we say in the we say in our in our davening. Uh, actually, in Baruch Shamar, that his praised and beautiful Adi Ad forever and ever is his great name. The fact that his name is 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 praised is praised and beauty for forever. Adi Ad implies uh, many many levels without end. Um, this only relates to Shmai Hagodl, his great name, only meaning uh, only to his name, which the name we know is only refers is an analogy to relate to the external ray, a contracted, diminished ray of godliness. Just like the name of a person is not relate to the person himself, rather it's only there in order that the person should be able to be called by his name to relate to the outside world. And also, another way you can see that the name is not the essence of the person is that. Many people are called by the same name, and yet they're totally different in their inner character traits and their personalities. And if the name would show on their essence, then all their essences would be the same. They would all have the same personality traits. So, when we say that the Mushubakum Feradi Achmagodl, what is the aspect of godliness which we can praise and appreciate? It's only Shmai Hagodl, his great name, only the name, the external ray of godliness which relates to the outside worlds. Um, but in truth, it says about Hashem's essence, that His name. So actually, in truth, it says that in, in truth it says that His name is is exalted. by by itself. That actually, in truth, this name which we just spoke about, which is only an external radiation of godliness, even this name is exalted and above relating to the worlds. Um, the Only the external ray from that name is what shines and is what relates to the heavens and the earth, to the higher levels of uh, the, the higher worlds, the lower worlds. So we have it says, So um, even the Shmoy, even this external level of godliness, which is related to the name of Hashem, uh, that even that level is still totally above worlds, and it's only a ray of a ray, external ray which extends out of that external level of godliness, the name Vashem, is what relates to the, the Eretz Hashemayim, the heavens of the earth, meaning the higher and lower worlds. But the essence of his name, like we just said, the essence of that name, even that, even though that is only an external ray, who Nizgav is still exalted and too high for the world to to receive. All the more so, the essence of Hashem Himself is totally exalted from worlds. So, and that usually relates to these three levels: the essence of Hashem totally exalted and removed. It's the level of Godliness which is not limited by any limitations, like the like the Avedis HaKadosh says. I, he's simple with the utmost simplicity. 
he's not limited by be by being even called unlimited and by infinite that's also if you say that he's infinite then he's not finite you are you're taking away from his completeness so this is the level of the essence of Hashem, which totally trans, transcends any limitations and definitions, not even the uh, infinite. You can't even define him by being infinite. And then the external ray from that essence is, like they said, the Shmoy HaGodil, which is still Nizgav Yilavadeh, still ex, um, exalted from the world. That relates to Seviv Kolomit, the light of Hashem, which is now descended to be called, actually defined by infinite. And that is called the light which transcends all the worlds. It's above them. But still, the end relates to them. That's why we say, Sevev Kol Olmim. It's the light which transcends all the worlds, encompasses the worlds. Its whole purpose is to come down to these worlds, therefore it has somewhat of a relationship to them, not in an internal felt way, but in an exalted way, which we don't sense that light. And then the ray of that ray, the external ray that extends from the Sevev Kol Olmim, is Mamali Kol Olmim, is the actual light of Hashem, which can relate to worlds and enclose them in an internal way, because it's the diminished, finite level of Godliness. Now we're on the last last line, the middle of the line. This is also the same idea that we say in davening in the Shemayin Esra. You are holy and your name is holy. So you are holy, that's one level, and then your your name is holy. So the holiness of you, yourself, of Hashem's essence is totally, meaning holiness in, uh, connotes being totally separate. And removed, so there's two levels. There's the level of how Hashem himself is holy, that's the essence of Hashem, totally um, totally has no relationship to worlds whatsoever. And then there's Shimcha Kaddish, there also is the level of his name, which we said name is already an external radiation of godliness, but even that level is still Kaddish removed from worlds. And that's why we say that relates to the uh, infinite level of godliness, Sevid Kulamim, even though it is an infinite level of godliness, still it is not Hashem's essence, which is totally even transcends the definition of infinite. Uh, only that from the level of Shimcha Kodesh, your name being holy, the holiest of your name, then there's drawn down a, a more external diminishment of godliness to the worlds, to relate to the worlds. And the level of your the holiness of you yourself, or the Hashem in his essence, it means that even a even a external ray from that cannot be drawn down to the world at all. Meaning, from this level, there's no possibility of relating to worlds whatsoever, unless there is a through the tzimtzumarishin for the, through the first concealment and hiding of that um, infinite essence of that undefinable essence of Hashem. That's how you, there can end up being a level of godliness which can relate to worlds, but not that directly from His essence there's drawn down and extended a diminishment of that essence because. That essence totally transcends worlds and will never be able to relate to worlds unless through the hiding, the concealing of that essence. I'll stop there on the top of page Nun Aleph, two lines from the top. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teirer almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. 
And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.